0: Hello, and welcome to the Art of Management podcast, where we will help you, the practice owner, reach the full potential of your practice. I'm Janice Wheeler, the president of AMI. Thank you so much for checking our podcasts, and I hope you find this episode super useful. Do you ever have times when you feel too much pressure? That's what I wanted to talk about today. Sometimes you can feel like you're in a pressure cooker with too much going on, and Feel that everything seems to require your and only your attention or help. This may even be a combination of things at work as well as at home, adding up to one big headache. So I'm gonna go over 10 pressure points and see if we can think of some solutions for those. Number one is you have someone on your team who is not doing their job to the level needed. There is someone in the practice whose job it is to do certain functions, but they never fully do what is required, if they even do it at all. Consequently, you always are having to check over their work to find out what they shirked on or what mistakes they've made. So there's three possible answers, and one of them is to train them properly, like spend time to really train them and find out what they don't understand and, and clarify it and teach them and watch them do it and then make sure to correct anything you see that goes wrong. Number two, you could put a bonus system in place that rewards fully done jobs with no mistakes. Um, And the third is fire them because some people are untrainable and it's a fact and you can hit your head against that wall for a long long time but there's no point if you've done a lot of training On this. I actually had years and years and years ago two staff that were driving me crazy out of the eight. And um, I tried this and I tried that. And finally, I sat down and fully trained them, both of them, and they both kept making the same mistakes. And I went, okay, there it is. They are untrainable. And it was wonderful to let them go and hire two people who actually were trainable and did awesome jobs and my whole life changed just from that irritation being out of my space. So the second point is no time set aside for wearing your exec hat. That's a pressure point. And you look in your schedule, you know, and you find a two-hour weekly window of time, ideally in the morning before you start seeing patients, but that might not be possible if you're not an early morning person. And uh, you can block out this two-hour time slot and keep it sacrosanct for dealing with your executive issues, such as finances, legal matters, answering emails, dealing with personnel issues, dealing with suppliers, etc. So it can be any time during the week if you have half a day off, take two hours of that. It will make the rest of your week be wonderful if you get this done and you can actually accomplish the things that are hanging on your mind all the time causing that pressurized feeling. Number three no systems in place to make everyday issues run smoothly. So training your staff on booking ideal days like blocks of time for various types of actions or procedures so that you can concentrate on one thing at a time often changes your whole outlook on life. Efficiency is a big must for preventing too much pressure, right? Having checklists of things that the staff must do and report to you once a week can also help with accountability and keep you from micromanaging. Number four pressure point, you hate your job, for real, not momentarily or one specific part of the job. I'm sure we've all had days where we go, I hate my job and I wanna quit. I've talked to a lot of healthcare professionals over the years and some of them start off our meeting with, I just wanna get out of it. I just wanna turn it over to somebody else and sell the practice and go do something else. But as we talk, we find out what all the points are that are driving them crazy. And we go over what the solutions are and how we can help them. And by the end of that, they become clients and life gets good. And then they go, I'll never sell this practice till, you know, I'm really at the point where I should. So, um, you know, one of the things I think that if it has become that bad, you ought to be seeking help on how to either put the fun and games back into it or else build up the practice with some outside consulting. Yo, yo, we're here. (laughs) And then sell it for max profit so as to help you get your real game going. And some of our clients do have other things they want to do in life, investments, or we had one that was a toy maker. And so he sold his practice after we helped him grow it and sell it and then he got off into making toys and that made him very happy. So, hey, anything is possible. Number five pressure point. Nobody around you taking responsibility for things except you. So this usually comes down to you not taking bits of time as needed in order to train and apprentice your team so they know and perform their duties to your standards. Or replace them with people who will. All right, number six, no mentor or consultant to talk to about problems that need solving. Now, this one is very interesting because all the clients we have on board with us at any given time, and many of our past clients will come back to us for some more consulting because everyone seems to need someone knowledgeable to talk to, like that understands their problems and maybe knows more than they do on how to solve them. And, you know, talking to your spouse is amazing, but doesn't always resolve the problems if they don't work in the practice because they don't have a full understanding of what you're dealing with every day and um, are probably not in the same profession. And so their ideas, while good, would be workable in what they know, but might not be workable for you. So, you know, having a friend who is highly successful in your profession and willing to meet every few weeks or take occasional calls is often helpful. But keep in mind, you're talking to a person who is not management trained, but has merely done the school of hard knocks and discovered some really good things through their practice, and they pass those on, which may or may not work for you. Um, But you're missing all the other things that could be done because when we take on a client, we're looking at every single possible area of the practice and how it affects their life for life work balance and so on. So getting some helpful hints and tips from a mentor is good, but getting it from someone who can do the full job and actually take you where you wanna be is probably a better um, thing that you should do. So having a management expert in your back pocket such as our consultants day in, day out solving practice problems is the best resource for help. And I'm sorry that that sounded like a promotional thing, but it's actually just factually true. We have calls every day from our clients being hit with different problems and situations, and we are helping them with those so that they get trained on what to do for the future. So number seven pressure point is you need to figure out how to do something but have no help available. So sometimes you don't know how to do something and this causes pressure, like you don't know how to use your computer well or you can't get into your payroll system or, excuse me, Um, you don't know how to do source deductions and file those and neither does anybody on your staff. So sometimes you need to call a friend who's in business or hire an expert like a bookkeeper or even consult YouTube video because they pretty much have a video for anything these days that explains how you do things. Mr. Google also has answers. So get some help on that. Um, number eight, take taking on tasks that should have been delegated. Now this is a really big thing with our clients when we're dealing with them. Because you really need to break yourself of this habit. You need to practice giving positive orders or directions to your team, ideally in writing. So that and then diarize when you expect the result back, so that your diary will tell you whether, you know, when it comes time to come back to you, that you didn't get a reply yet. Okay. So, um, so sometimes it's a matter of better training. Um, for them so that they can do the things to your high standards because you are the boss and you have high standards for your business and people need to be able to live up to those but they have to be trained to know they're like you know a diamond in the rough probably as a staff member but you need to shine them up by giving them the training and the direction that they need so that they grow into the category of perfectionists that you want them to be Micromanaging is just a, it's an easy trap to fall into <clears throat> and increases your feeling of pressure. So you need to figure out how to stop doing that and delegate, delegate, delegate. Number nine, your production hours are too long and you get tired. I've had some clients who wanted to work three days a week instead of four or five. So what they did is they booked 10 or 12 hour working days for three days. They get so tired that they actually are not productive By after about eight hours. The rest of the patients that they see um, for the other four hours, or two to four hours if they're doing 10 hours, they don't get the same level of service, and every one of them agrees with that, and um, that, that they feel that. So it's not a very productive solution to work long days. Um, you want to look for more efficient ways of getting your work done in less time and with shorter hours. Now, we've done many different solutions for that. I mean, we had one dentist, for instance, four kids, five days a week production. She wanted to be four days a week to be with her kids. So we showed her how to be more efficient with her time and get the scheduling done better. And she was right away able to go to four days a week, which made her super, super happy. Um, Sometimes a doctor is only working seven-hour days Monday to Thursday let's say and then Friday a half day. If you don't want to work Friday half day then do eight hour days on the other four. It's not too much more but it allows you to have the Friday off so you have a three-day weekend. Um, And then number 10 is life-work balance has long gone out of your even hope for the future. (laughs) You may need to work out what hours would be best for you and your family or for leisure time and try working those hours because you will feel happier. You may find yourself going faster and being more efficient and getting all your work done within these new hours. So check it out and have a happy life. So there you go. Zing. Put the zing back in your life by fixing the pressure points we just discussed and then you will love your job and love your life and if you need some help with anything you know how to reach us because the information is with this podcast and give it a like and share it with your friends and watch for more. That's all I have to say today. Bye for now. Well we hope you enjoyed that episode. If you feel your practice should be doing better please reach out to us for our free practice analysis by going to our website at amican. Dot com. That's A-M-I-C-A-N or call us at 416-466-6217. We have worked with more than 1,800 clients over the last 31 years and helped them take full control of their practices without sacrificing their precious family time. Also on our website, you can subscribe to our newsletter for helpful tips on how to manage your practice.